From WebmasterRadio.fm, the official radio network of the PRSA, welcome to PRSA Primetime, featuring exclusive news, highlights, and interviews. Reporting on location from the PRSA trade show floor, here is your host. Hi, it's Maria Retan with Webmaster Radio, reporting from the PRSA International Conference in sunny San Diego. And joining me right now is Lieutenant Commander Brooke DeWalt, U.S. Navy and Committee Co-Chair. Welcome. Hi there. It's fantastic to be here. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Well, I've seen you everywhere. I saw you up on stage petting a porcupine. I've seen you uh, welcoming people in general session. I've seen you walking the halls. You're a busy guy. It's uh, it's a fantastic uh, fantastic place to be right now with the the international conference being here in San Diego. It's uh, it's a tremendous venue. The location is wonderful. The uh, the hotel staff, the international the, the headquarters staff for PRSA that's put this thing together, tremendous. The host committee here in San Diego, uh, all the different uh, vendors and sponsors of the organization. Uh, there's a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. Plus. How could you not enjoy this with this fantastic, beautiful San Diego weather? I, I'm in heaven right now. So. Yeah, you and me both, because I'm from Minneapolis, so I'm definitely in heaven looking out here at the sunny skies, the beautiful water, and the palm trees. So I could stay here for quite some time. Um, you know, there's a lot of buzz around PRSA, as you mentioned, a lot of new initiatives that were revealed during the opening session, specifically around elevating the case for PR, and also something really exciting just for the military. Can you expound on that? Absolutely. Uh, I know uh, the uh, the headquarters staff, I don't want to... Uh, want to jump ahead of them, but, but I can tell you the business case for PR is a tremendous new initiative, uh, really helping the uh, public relations professionals out there in giving them tools they need to, uh, to further the case of uh, the value of public relations and having a, a, you know, the infamous term, a seat at the table, or in many cases, uh, a, a, seat, a seat at the head of the table overseeing multiple entities evolve, uh, revolving around strategic communication. And the, the public relations or public affairs practitioner is oftentimes best suited to be that person. And, and uh, PRSA is, is developing some fantastic initiatives and tools and resources to help us, uh, to help us all get there and uh, raise the standard of the profession as a whole. And tied to that, uh, more specifically to something I, I'm, I'm much more personally involved with myself uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, is the APR plus M. Uh, and APR, accredited in public relations, that uh, professional designation, uh, means a lot to, uh, to a lot of people. Uh, I do believe we've got a long way to go in furthering the, uh, in furthering the identification of that mark and helping others, not just within PRSA, but public relations practitioners across the country and across the globe. Again, uh, this is an international issue. But what, what is APR? What is the value of APR? And uh, I truly believe the more individuals that we have that, uh, that understand it and strive for that and increase the numbers of individuals getting APR, the more we're, we're all going to be on a... a we're raising the bar and leveling the playing field as that bar is raised across the board. Now, in the military, specifically, uh, as, a, as a military individual myself in the Navy, um, I have a personal desire to see that take place in, in the military community as well. And, uh, and I, I mean those of us who are in uniform as well as government civilian employees of the military, which we have 
a large number of professional public relations, public affairs practitioners in the, in the military who are civilian, as well as government contractors and, and a host of others who, um, who this, the, this APR plus M could be uh, related to. But the plus M portion is, it, it's a plan that is still in development, but we're working with military organizations and, and joint military organizations plus uh, the individual services um, tied with the Universal Accreditation Board to develop a program specific to enhancing the professional accreditation and designation and raising the standards of the military practitioners that are out there. So they would, out, so they would go out and as they earn their APR uh, with the same rigor and the same standards and the same quality necessary, we're also in uh, building, developing a program that will add this plus M, this plus military component to it. Uh, and that is something that will help the, uh, I believe, help the military further recognize the value of, of the, uh, the professional in public, public affairs, public relations, uh, who is practicing uh, in the services and how it directly ties to our military activities on a day-to-day -day basis. Then, so that's what this APR, APR plus M can help, uh, can help with. And that, what, what does that really accomplish? That, in my, again, this is my personal opinion, it again helps raise the bar, it raises the standard, it raises the quality across the board of military public affairs professionals um, actively engaged globally in, in, uh, in what we do. And that, what does that do in turn? It raises the standard of, of APR and the practice of the profession across the globe, whether you're military or not. Right, and uh, and we know right now we need good public affairs work. There's um, the military is probably stretched to its wits end. Uh, we're waging two um, occupations. Um, we have stateside issues clearly um, that we're battling with. More specifically, the the Fort Hood. Um, so I would imagine that. Um, Raising the bar is something that is top of mind for military personnel because every day you're waging some kind of public relations, public affairs war uh, with your constituencies. Uh, yes, I, I would. I would have to agree with that. The the practice of public affairs, and and when I when I say public affairs, uh, that is because I'm speaking military specific and what we're doing, as opposed to. Uh, the, the broader public relations uh, terminology, but I think we all understand uh, where, where I'm going with that. Right. But, but public affairs practitioners, and the, well, the practice of public affairs is a vital, it is a key component of active operations in the military today. And, and the, it, it plays a role, and not the role, it plays a role in the strategic communication efforts. And honestly, I believe you cannot carry out any any major events in the military environment uh, without without addressing properly and and uh, as quickly as possible uh, without addressing strategic communication uh, and so that's pulling in public affairs information operations uh, public diplomacy uh, of a variety of elements a variety of players uh, and the more we can really raise that standard in the practice of strategic communication, understand what it is, and get these professionals at the table at the planning stages, uh, the more value I think it brings to the success of military operations. You, it, as you know, you can't 
you can't turn on the TV without seeing some activity of you know, global military operations across the board. Uh, and that, that's, you know, communication is so widespread, and we need to be active participants. And I think PRSA does, uh, you know, does a lot of benefit to, uh, to, the organ to, to the practice of public relations by offering through the uh, being a member of the Universal Accreditation Board and offering the APR as, uh, as a way to, to recognize the, those who are the, the professionals who, uh, who are doing, I think, top-of-the-line work because they have that understanding. Yeah, and, and in crisis mode, a lot of times doing that work. Um, you know, a lot of military personnel uh, will come out of military and still seek to become and, and, and be in the PR um, industry. What kind of strengths do they bring that um, may be complementary um, to civilian public relations professionals? Well, it, it honestly covers the gamut. And before I forget, let me do let me do say one an example of the the value of understanding the uh, you know, career strategies and the value of the military professional in the uh, in the practice of public relations and public affairs and how it how uh, there's great value in transition to civilian life. We uh, we do have a session taking place at the conference this year on career strategies for military practitioners. And uh, if and when they choose to cross over to uh, to other sectors, and that's being offered by by uh, Rear Admiral Retired T. McCreary, uh, and he is the the president of Military.com and the uh, vice president of Monster.com, and he's here making himself available. Uh, and but I can tell you, there are a lot of qualities that transcend, and you leadership for one. Uh, there's uh, you you have professionals. Who are military practitioners who are leaders in what they do and lead people in stressful situations, uh, and they provide some fantastic resources to whatever civilian sector, whether they go nonprofit, whether they go agency, you know, ac across the board, education. Uh, that really comes comes uh, in in, a, in great value, and then also crisis communications. That is something that uh, I I'd probably put that near the top of the list because military public affairs practitioners by the nature of the profession that we are in um, for good or bad and I'm not I'm not making political or policy uh, judgment on that but the reality is we in the military practice of public affairs are in constant environments of crisis activity Absolutely. whether it be humanitarian assistance after a tsunami or a hurricane whether it be disaster relief, uh, whether it uh, whether it be um, a, a terrorist act uh, that we uh, where we go in, and uh, um, or, or or more traditional conflicts, just across the board, uh, we are often in crisis communication mode uh, it, tr during traditional training environments, and uh, there's the, an unfortunate accident, and uh, there's a loss of life, or. There, you know, just whatever, whatever the case may be, just as examples. Um, crisis communication is something we train for on a regular basis. And to, take, to have that skill and to be able to take that into a, a civilian sector or a civilian environment, I think it brings great value. Now, in particular, I, wouldn't, I, I know a lot of people have a lot of interests, a lot of desires in a lot of areas. But I would encourage folks to really look at what you can do in taking that military public affairs knowledge and 
transferring that over into education. And so even, even if you choose to go into agency or corporate, uh, you want to go into something else, that's great. There's a huge need for real-world pr practical advice in the classroom. And whether you choose to do that in, uh, uh, at, at a high school level or at a college level, I just think there's some great value and I would encourage folks to consider that. The, uh, the education side of public relations and public affairs is never ending. And it's the future of our industry, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Lieutenant Commander Brooke DeWalt, U.S. Navy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and I look forward to, to hearing you all on the radio. Thank you. Thank you for listening to exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, only on webmasterradio.fm.